Meditate, get up in your zone, stare up in the mirror, see your face, see your eyes, see your soul, get to know who you is, only one like you is, be familiar with I, no one like I, and I, no one like I is. Rolling. Hey y'all, it's your favorite flower. My name is Flower Price, and welcome to your new favorite show. I was, and now I am. I handpick all of our guests, and today's guest is a very multifaceted person. He is a soldier, a business owner, he loves to ride motorcycles, and he's trying to balance himself concerning his mental health. He is an innovator, doing lots for his community, and doing all this while dealing with an abrupt loss. Please help me welcome the handsome Omar Allison from Hybrid Guard. How's it going? Everything is all right. Thank you for inviting us into your home. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So um, let's tell the people how we met. <laughs> how did we meet? How did we meet? Okay, well, I'll tell my version, okay? So my version was I was on Instagram and I saw a mutual friend of ours, MC Ebone, and he was wearing this fly fly tracksuit and I'm like what I want one of those so I read in his caption and I went to your page which was hybrid fashion right hybrid clothing and um, I was super super intrigued so I was scrolling 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 and I'm like I gotta interview these people like this is amazing I gotta interview these people so I'm scrolling now and I kept on seeing your face appear <laughs> so I'm like okay well maybe he's the owner and you know when you follow someone's page other stuff come up yeah, so it was your it. exactly it was your personal page mm -hmm. so I started following you then and then I messaged you little um, definitely a little skeptical about certain messages that uh, come into my uh, Instagram yeah. so I kind of forgot that that information was open to the public yeah so caught me off guard but then I, I, I caught myself yeah. so I apologize it's okay it's all good <laughs> then I quickly switched it to wanting to do an interview because of the uh, the clothing line and you agreed and then three days later we met downtown and um, yeah after we met you proceeded to stare me in my eye and you were like do you know me and I'm like no I'm like I just want to do an interview with you and your brother possibly and you said what do you know about my brother? And I'm like, all I know is that you guys are mm. twins and you have a clothing line. And then you proceeded to tell me about the incident with your brother. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it's tough with uh, people who are just now kind of catching up with hybrid garbs and the clothing and they love the uh, clothes and they want to get to know about it. Um, for people who have been there since the jump, they would know. So when people come to me about, hey, can I do this, do that? I, I almost forget that this is a clothing line and some people are brand new to it and they're, they're just now getting into it. So I, I, once again, I'm still very defensive, still very uh, skeptical about talking to people I don't know. Mm -hmm. So that question alone was like, okay, you know what? Um, do your homework and uh, <laughs> let, me, let me help you out here before uh, we get into awkward conversations. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Now you, you, uh, you went on to tell me about uh, the situation with your brother and we'll get into that a little bit later. Tell me like how you grew up, where you grew up, and how many siblings you have. So, uh, we were born in uh, 
North York, grew up in uh, Rexdale, mm -hmm. left Rexdale about grade six and came to Brampton. Okay. Uh, at that time, the housing market was was fair, yeah. and uh, most people were doing the move to Brampton where you know they can own houses for a little cheaper mm -hmm. than the city. Uh, grew up with both my parents, mm -hmm. my mom, my dad, and my sister, and my twin brother. So, uh, you know, we were, we were pretty good growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say we were, we were well off at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Things got worse later on in life, but mm -hmm. for the growing up part, we were good. Um, my mom was a caterer. She worked at my uh, elementary school for a bit, oh which boy. is the worst thing that <laughs> yeah, could ever happen. <laughs> uh, so everybody knew who Mrs. Allison was at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, then when we went to high school, uh, she she didn't work at high school. That was not happening. Oh yeah, that would be the <laughs> that, worst. That that, that wasn't happening. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we got into that, and we started playing soccer super mm -hmm. aggressively in high school. Uh, got fairly decent at it. Jamar a little later than me, mm -hmm. but uh, he turned out to be a lot better than I was. Okay. Uh, yeah, so school was school, was school. not really, wasn't really much into it. Mm -hmm. um, soccer was a big thing for us at the time, and we were just like regular school guys, right? So. Did you get a scholarship for soccer? Yes, so turns out you can get those yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're half decent. So um, yeah, uh, my brother actually got the scholarship first, so mm -hmm. right out of graduation grade 12, he went to Indiana, oh, or, nice. or sorry, he went to West Virginia first, okay. and um, played soccer there. And I actually went to Sheridan College first, mm -hmm. played soccer there, then I got a scholarship to go to New York. Uh, that time apart, is, well that first time apart was when my brother and I started to kind of slowly distance ourselves from each other. Okay. He was in a different state, I was in a different state. Mm -hmm. Grew up, we started to grow completely different in our way of thinking. Um, between the ages of 16 to 24 is, is, a, is a crucial time yeah. where you get to know yourself, right? So yeah, we got to know ourselves individually apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, we, we were, as close as we were, we didn't really grow together during that time. Mm -hmm. So when we come back in the summer and we were kind of different, it was kind of like, who are you and yeah. why do you like this kind of stuff? And <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're weird. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure he thought you were weird too. And he definitely yeah. thought I was a weirdo. Yeah, he, I, he, he definitely did. Yeah, he used to make fun of you a lot. 120 <laughs> percent. Yeah, uh, Jamar, Jamar definitely had some some nice words to say all the mm -hmm. time. Some very direct nice words, we'll yeah. call that. Okay. Um, but he was definitely not one to hold his tongue. So, okay. and you know what? There, there was definitely pros and cons to that. Okay. And you're more the type to think before you speak? You know what, back then, yes. I was very more uh, passive-aggressive. Uh, I there, could have, there, were, there were a lot of times where I could have said no, mm -hmm. hard no's to people, or been a little bit more aggressive with people who deserved it, but I was always like, you know what, like, people are gonna be who they wanna be, and there's just really no point in arguing, or I would try to find the best in the situation. Okay. Uh, not who I am today. Okay, <laughs> all right. So who are you today? Today I, I, I'm the balance. Mm -hmm. I, I'm 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 the balance. So hybrid garb started with the idea of you know the good and the bad. So he he actually started this. I had nothing to do with it. I, I kind of thought it was weird. Uh, I mean this as kindly as I can say it. But when he said he wanted to start another clothing line, I said this is like somebody wanting to be a rapper. Like it's <laughs> it's there's there's a lot going on right yeah. now. There's, I just didn't believe in it. Right. I was like okay cool whatever. I'm, I'm, I was in school so I. When I came back from the States, I went to Laurentian, lived in Sudbury, so more time apart from him. Mm -hmm. And I was very nine to five mentality, very get, you know, the degree, get a job and live that way. So when he had mentioned the clothing line, 
I wasn't interested, mm -hmm. to say the least. Okay. Um, but it centered around us, so the idea of him being the good bad twin and me being the good twin, that's how it started. So the two woes, the white and the black, mm -hmm. would represent the both of us and um, how we would kind of live together kind of thing. Later, the brand would develop into not just one person being good or bad, mm -hmm. but the concept of one person having good and bad in them. Because one day, Jamar, somebody said something to him and his response was, I'm not bad, Omar's just good at being bad. So like, <laughs> he's like, you guys think he's a good guy, but he's okay. just really good at being bad. All right. And that kind of clicked in my head and I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? He has a point. Right. Uh, it, it became a matter of perspective, right? So um, sometimes people, if you put us in a, let's say women, for instance, mm -hmm. um, most people would say I was the bad one, okay. and 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 he was a good one in in regards to women. So we we changed it into being perspectively speaking, good and bad in the person. So some people may experience your bad side, and some people may experience your good side. The closest people will get both. So we we, we formed the brand to be about the perspective of good and bad, and each individual having that in them. Mm -hmm. um, post June first, yeah. Uh, I kind of brought the brand to another level in regards to mental health, obviously. So yes. the, the fight of good and bad thoughts in your mind. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. We'll get, we'll get more into that. Definitely. Now tell me a little bit more about the good and the bad, because I know that you were into the, um, the Cherokee teaching, mm -hmm. and uh, that has a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, so that, that's a big part of our brand. So the Cherokee story is huge in regards to um, a tale of two wolves. Yes. So a grandfather was explaining to his son that everybody has a, a, a battle of two wolves in their mind and the son was asking, well, which one wins? Mm -hmm. And the grandfather explained to him that it depends on who you feed, right? So uh, I'm not super close with my, my mom, but I, uh, I definitely remember a lot of her teachings, uh, a lot of her, her naggings. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them was, uh, you know, uh, shit in, shit out. Mm -hmm. So the big part of that is what you feed yourself is what you're going to put out. So we grew up under Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, um, those songs that my mom would just blare out in the mornings and it would get a second in your head and we'd sing it. Mm -hmm. um, but leaving the house, obviously rap became a big part of it's part of the culture right. and we started listening to that. So lucky enough, we had that balance growing up. Uh, we did have the good music and, and you know that music as well. And uh, to be more aggressive, the bad wolf would be, let's say, anger, envy, um, uh, revenge, sorrow, all these negative thoughts that one would have in a, in a bad state of mind, let's right. say. And the good wolf would be compassion, loving, caring, and all those kind of things. So the, uh, the son had asked the grandfather, you know, uh, who wins in this battle? And the grandfather explained that it all depends on the wolf you feed. If you don't feed yourself properly, uh, one wolf will, particularly the bad wolf, may take over. Um, so. In the story, it later goes on to understand, to explain that if you feed them both properly and have a good balance, uh, you'll live a better life. Yeah. So that's exactly what hybrid garbage is about. We're not so much about, uh, or we're not at all about good over evil yeah. or good over bad or bad over good mm -hmm. because that doesn't exist. That you no, can't live not. a perfect life no. and n nobody can, right? Mm -hmm. So the sooner you accept that there's gonna be good times, there's gonna be bad times, there's gonna be good thoughts, there's gonna be bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. and change your mind to find the balance, mm -hmm. that's how you kind of live a, what we dim perfect life. Mm -hmm. So 
Hybrid garbage is all about the balance between the good and the bad and accepting the two as opposed to having one take over the other kind of thing. Understood. You often say too that um, you are not what is in you or how, how does so that thing go? Uh, what happens to in you is more important than what happens to you. That's it. Um, right? So, uh, you know, post my brother's uh, situation, I, I started to realize that everybody, there's a lot of people, um, you know, rest in peace smoke dog he was he was murdered not too long after uh, my brother's situation and, mm -hmm. and then you start to kind of follow the news a little bit more you start to pay attention to what's going on in your city the violence and a lot of people are dealing with Mental a lot issues. of a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of a lot of pain yeah. so um, I kind of tried to grasp the fact that I'm not the only person going through something mm -hmm. uh, it's all about how I look at it or how my mind is when I wake up so that's where we came up with the it, it, life's gonna happen to you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, people die from violence and stuff, but people also die from car accidents that we can't explain. That's right. Uh, cancers that just pick Pop up, up. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and kill someone, right? So, mm -hmm. it, we don't want to separate and say that someone's pain or someone's, you know, fight is worse or better or less than someone else's, mm -hmm. but rather how that person handles the situation inside. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're headed in that direction. Canadian Armed Forces. The Canadian Armed Forces. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that because there's not a lot of black men that are in the Canadian Armed Forces. So tell us, tell us how that came about. You know what? Um, there, there is and there isn't. Uh, not on a grand scheme, like compared to the uh, white male, but there, there is a few. Uh, in regards to how it came about, mm -hmm. when soccer was winding down, and I find, figured out or. I was told, I guess, uh, that I wasn't going to be the next Pele. I, I needed to find uh, something else to challenge me, per se. And you know what? At the time, joining the army was a manly thing to do. Uh, and that's what, at the time, mm -hmm. I know, that's what I defined as being a man. Okay. So I, I wanted to test myself and make sure that I could be a man. And so I joined the army. Um, my dad is in the army. Mm -hmm. Did that have anything to do with why I joined? No, actually. It really? Didn't. I would no. think so. He didn't no. influence you at all? No, not necessarily. Uh, I thought it was cool, but I didn't really... Our relationship is very different as well, so I, it's not like I was at any of his like events or anything mm -hmm. like that, and I didn't really know what he did. I just knew that he left certain nights with his uniform on, left certain weekends, and yeah, so I actually joined and did the paperwork and stuff and then told him. Oh. So we spoke about it after, and even now I'm still kind of like talking to him about what I'm going to and he's like yeah I know I go through that all the time and mm -hmm. we're just now connecting on that level okay. but I, I did it for myself uh, that's good. when I was in Sudbury that's where Laurentian is mm -hmm. it was just something I was like you know what let, let me see if I can do this let me let me accomplish this and see if I can be the the the, the real alpha male <laughs> per se and I joined and you know what it was definitely the best thing that happened to me. If, the only regret I have now is not joining sooner. Coming from Toronto and being the age we are and the generation we are, we get caught up in speaking with slang a lot, uh, forgetting that there is a proper way to speak mm -hmm. to certain people. So when I first went to Sudbury, I was still very Toronto-like. Uh, okay. And I, I, I wasn't really communicating well with people there because I still had a Toronto mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a picture of my first year soccer picture and my fourth year soccer picture at Laurentian. Mm -hmm. And the first one was Definition Toronto, screw-faced, uh, <laughs> wasn't happy I was there, yeah. what am I doing yeah. here, there's not real love life people, I wasn't really mixing, so uh, I, I got into like two, three fights the first month or two okay. there. Yeah. 
Um, and then as the pictures go on, you see that I got happier. Yeah. And that's because I, I, I started looking at things like, instead of facing looking at them as a problem, I started looking at myself as a problem. So I'm in a different city now where they, this is how they operate. I'm not in Toronto anymore, so I kind of have to change how I operate, how I do things. So Sudbury taught me how to articulate myself better. Mm -hmm. um, I got obviously a lot of white friends. So mm -hmm. They weren't up to date with the slang, so I just had to drop it. Yeah. Um, I started to uh, get more involved in uh, speaking to people, being more open about things, mm -hmm. uh, asking for help with school and stuff like that. So that that worked well. Um, so they kind of climatized me and prepared me for the real world. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yes. The only difference is how I use mine versus how you use yours. Mm -hmm. So the Army taught me how to wake up at 4 in the morning and yeah. start your day. Okay. Um, and that was a huge benefit because now with running the clothing line and stuff, I still think there's not enough hours in the day, yeah. so I have to wake up, you know, I want to work out, I want to have fun, I want to work hard, I want to ride my bike, I want to drive the car, I want to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. How can I do that all in one day if I wake up at 12 noon, 1 o'clock? You, you can't. can't. No. So the Army definitely taught me that, and it taught me the structure of things, and it also taught me that even though you may not like someone, uh, and they're in a position of authority above you, mm -hmm. you're going to have to learn to bite your tongue. Of course. That's, that's a, a big lesson to me. That's a learned. huge, huge yeah. lesson. It's very underrated. I'm a firm advocate for the Army. I think it should be mandatory, to be honest with you, but mm -hmm. that's a whole different discussion. Okay. Go ahead and tell me about Gen 3. Because I've yeah. been asking you what that is, and so, you're like you know keeping what? it secret or um, something. <laughs> so, gen, so the Gens, the generations. Okay. Um, Gen 1 was our first tracksuit. It was okay. uh, the basic, simple, now that I look back at it, not the best tracksuit in my opinion. Right, well, um, but it, You know what, and as all my brother, he just started out, he put the logo on a tracksuit, mm -hmm. and he put some claws to represent the wolves, and it was like, cool, like this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we took a picture, and, and that's a, my, my job was just to take pictures, just okay. to look good beside him at the time, okay. and to show that he had a twin. Uh -huh. um, so we, he called it the Gen 1, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, then, you know, he started to learn, he started to get more into the fashion, said, you know, I don't like this, I want this. Uh, the European style was big at the time, before Gen 2 came out, so Gen 1 tracksuit was big, baggy, it, it was very Toronto-like. Mm -hmm. um, so the Gen, Gen 2, 2 tracksuits yeah. he made were very European style, slim fit, mm -hmm. uh, more like better quality uh, and easy on the eyes in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's when we, he brought the logo out, just very simple. Okay. It didn't have the words hybrids or anything like that on there any of it. So it was good. And then uh, he, just before uh, June 1st actually, he came up with Rogue Wolves. So, the gen suits are, st are staples, so they'll always be around, okay. but then we have special editions in between every so now and then. Mm -hmm. And the last one he did was the Rogue Wolves one. So that was, that was gonna define the brand for a bit because it was a very detailed, colorful image of the good and the bad. Okay. So you had the, the white wolf that was very decorated. Uh, you could see the colors in it. Uh, the face was very visible. Mm -hmm. And the bad wolf was more darker colors, once again, more aggressive looking. And that would be what he called the rogue wolves. And it, it was a great idea. His his concept behind it was we make our own rules, but yeah. um, that that's just how he thought. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was amazing, and that that took the brand to another level for sure, 100. percent um, So the Gen. 3. So the Gen three now. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Now. That was um, <laughs> post. Uh, yeah, so post June first, right. it, it was my time to. Uh, put my two cents into things because mm -hmm. I had no say in anything before that mm -hmm. um, and I had to dip I had to bring it to another level so I had to develop I had to 
really find a balance between what he would like yeah. and what I would like. Okay. So I knew that he liked the Gen 2s and they're very similar. So I said, you know, let me add what I would kind of feel. And, you know, making it, I could hear him in my head like, no, I don't like it. And I'm like, no, I like it. So we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just, and it really represents the balance. So with the Gen 3s, uh, we added cargo pockets on the pants. Okay. That was very an army like idea. Uh -huh. And because our Gen 2s were very uh, thin and you couldn't really wear it in the winter, I said, let's make a suit for the winter because we live in Canada. So yeah. let's not kid ourselves here. Um, and I wanted to see people wearing it out when it was cold. Mm -hmm. So I, I added the, uh, the, you know, the snug neck look. Um, I like that look actually. Yeah. yeah. And the, the cargo pockets, and that would be the additions to make the Gen 3. Okay. So that, that was just my idea. Um, if you were to come back, I'd hope you liked it. Yeah. But yeah, so. <laughs> so you also uh, have shorts, mm -hmm. um, hats, um, t shirts. Yep. Right? Are you you like to ride the motorcycle, so you guys mm. gonna make motorcycle gear or what? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think hybrids is gonna step into the the motorcycle no? life okay. anytime soon. All right. I, I'm part of a motorcycle club, and yeah. when I'm like, I like to separate my life. Mm. Um, you know, army's army. I don't yeah. I don't mix my person with army. Uh, hybrids is hybrids, and the bike is the bike. Okay. So okay. I'm I'm part of Deeply Rooted. That's a bike club in uh, at Brampton, the West End. So. I, I keep that Separate. here and, and you know when I want to take a break from any of the three I just go back and forth so okay. I, I prefer not to overlap things. I hear you, I hear you. Okay let's uh, let's switch it up a little bit. Um, we're gonna go ahead and talk about your brother mm -hmm. and the incident that you keep on referring to. Mm -hmm. Okay um, when when we met that first time um, you were very serious with me and I was like why are you being so serious with me? And then you proceeded to tell me why you were being so serious. Mm -hmm. Now, um, on June 1st, 2018, mm -hmm. um, your brother was abducted, mm -hmm. right? Friends of a promising young soccer star are pleading for his safe return after he was abducted outside a Rexdale restaurant on Friday. 25-year-old Jamar Allison has been missing ever since, even after police say his family paid for his ransom. I was worried. Um, I was getting panic attacks, anxiety. Um, I was going to hospital like every day. Jamie Dother can't stop thinking about the friend he got hooked on the beautiful game, who's now caught up in a horrifying situation. We used to play soccer together. He was like a very good defender. He's a leader. 25-year-old Jamar Allison, seen here in his Croatia Arena Premier League photo, has been missing since Friday. Police say it happened as he was leaving this restaurant in Rexdale with a female friend around 10 p.m. They left the restaurant walking to his vehicle when uh, three men dressed in black clothing approached him, uh, forced him into a, another vehicle that was waiting there, uh, which turned out to be a, a black-colored caravan. Uh, and they left with our victim in that vehicle. It's kind of heartbreaking. He's a nice guy. Mahala Williams was working inside the house of Jerk, even served Allison that evening. She says usually he eats alone, but not that night. He came with a group with his brother, a couple friends, and his girlfriend. Just want to know that he's safe. Police say they were not contacted until some time later after Allison's family had already paid a ransom. How much, they wouldn't say. That money was paid uh, uh, by way of a, a, a drop, and uh, subsequently, the victim was never returned. 
Police say they have no information on why Allison was targeted. He had previously won a soccer scholarship with his twin brother and had no criminal history in Toronto. Although investigators say he was previously charged with drug trafficking in Thunder Bay. He's described as about six foot tall with a thin build. He was last seen wearing pink shorts and a black t-shirt. His friends are hoping for his safe return. And we haven't heard from him since? No. So um, if you could probably, if you could actually take us back to the evening that you last saw him. Uh, you guys were coming out of a, a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tell us what happened after that. Uh, so yeah, like that day in itself was 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 an odd, uh, odd day. Mm -hmm. um, I was riding the bike with my friends, and he had called and he said, "Hey, like I haven't seen you in so long. Where, where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm riding." He's like, "You're always riding." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Yeah." And he actually just got a bike, but he sold it because he wanted to get a better bike than me and and one up me as per. <laughs> Um, so he was, he was just uh, driving his SUV at the time. Mm -hmm. So my my friends, we were we weren't even close. We were in like West Mississauga, and he was in Rexdale. So he said, you know, come meet us. But the good thing about the bikes is, the further the ride, the the you know, the more exciting it is for us. Of so course. we all kind of said, hey, like, let's go, so you can get there first. <laughs> um, so I, I met him there, and he, he he's always just full of energy. He's always been that guy. He's very like. How's it going guys, what's up, what's up? And we're like, okay, you have too much energy, but we were just working, or we came from work and stuff, and he had plenty of free time, so we couldn't match his energy at times, so I was just annoyed with him to, to begin with. Uh, but we went to the restaurant, I was happy to see him, it's been a, it's been a bit, and he, we, were, we were talking about plans. He was very, always like, you know, soon we're gonna be good, you know, soon I'm gonna take care of everything, and you know, things will be better, and stuff like that, because at the time, Take it like a couple years back, my mom had lost her job. So we've been downhill ever since then, bouncing around from house to house, right. um, things like that. So he was really trying to change the dynamics of this, the, uh, the, the family. Mm -hmm. So he, he was good at that. Uh, we sat at the restaurant for a bit, made jokes. Uh, apparently he goes there all the time. I, I didn't know. Once yeah. again, our lives were very split. Mm -hmm. Not sure why we were even eating in Rexdale, but um, he was in his phone a lot. Like, I don't think anything of it. I'm in my phone a lot too now, so he was probably doing whatever he was doing. And uh, so we ate and we had jokes. And, you know, up when we were ready to go, um, he wanted to ride my bike around the parking lot. Uh, normally, we all park fairly close to the stores. I don't know why that day he decided to park his van so into the parking lot, but our bikes are right in front. Mm -hmm. uh, your bike can get stolen just like that, yeah. so we keep it in front. He came outside and he's like, I want to ride the bike, and I was already annoyed. <laughs> Get off of my bike. Mm -hmm. um, so he took it around the parking lot, and you know, looking back now at the security cameras that I got to see after, he actually passed the people um, who abducted him like twice. So he was it. His van was parked, and their van was parked beside his van, mm -hmm. and he circled the parking lot, passed both cars. Obviously, didn't pay attention, and uh, or well, I mean, why would he? And I uh, rode the bike around and I was like, yo, like, I gotta go to work because I was working at the club that night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. And um, he was like, you never wanna spend time with me, you're always busy. And I said, bro, like, I don't have this free time you have, like, mm -hmm. I gotta go to work. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how much are they paying you? Like, $120? I'll pay you like three. And I was like, okay, listen. Like, he really wanted you to stay with him? He did, he did. He was, mm -hmm. he was bored. He was bored. <laughs> um, and I was like, listen, like, at the time, I was doing work for my, one of my buddies, and I didn't want to just bail on him. So I said, no, I got to go to work. You know, we'll figure out another day. 
And he said, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to buy a bike tomorrow. So I'll, I'll ride with you guys tomorrow. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Get off of my bike. So at that time, uh, we were already late. And I had told the guys, like, you know, like, let's hurry up and go to my house. And then once again, first one there. Mm -hmm. So he was starting to walk to his car. And we had we were already on the bikes. Like, and, you know, there's people in the parking lot. Everyone's like, oh, nice bikes. And we're doing the revving thing. We're being obnoxious. <laughs> so uh, sadly enough, we were actually still in the parking lot when they started grabbing him. Uh, we just didn't hear it. Helmets on, bikes are revving. There's two exits. His van was by that exit, but we went through this exit. And yeah, so we started revving, got out. So the girl he was with was actually a friend of mine. Uh, she also rides, she didn't have her bike, and so she was with him. And she, uh, they started grabbing him. Um, we were now, by, by this time, I was already at like, so the restaurant is at the 427 in Rexto. I was already at like, Torbram and Dairy at this point, like okay. I was ripping it. You said that the girl was with him. Mm -hmm. So did she not see who abducted Yeah, him? so now uh, <laughs> a lot of information left out right. during the, obviously the news reports and you know, the police statements and stuff. Uh, so the people who grabbed him were actually dressed like police officers. Okay. So they masked wow. up, dressed like police officers and they had, um, they had created a chokehold. So what that kind of means is uh, his truck was pointed one way, their truck was pointed the other way, and they waited for him to open his front door. So that's hold one. And then they opened their front door, that's hold two. So now anything in between, you can't get in there out, right? Yeah. Um, pretty, very smart, obviously. And then they Calculated. had- Yeah, then they had the van, which had a sliding door. So they actually pulled him in backwards. So he, he didn't really have a chance to do anything. Um, she came around the side and there was already a gun in her face. So Do you know how much money it was? The, it there's was probably, rumor that was like 100000 And everybody thinks they know you now. Yeah. Everybody wants to know you. The support it is unreal. Like, the people who know us know. Life is getting great, but stress all around me. God bless my family, guide those who don't want to be. Provide for those that achieve. Let the loss be found. I found my peace, and now I'm trying to keep it in sight. But on a Sabbath day, invite me out for the night. I went out without a fight, having children socialize in a minute is a white top. Balance is fine, just casual, but still outshine. Suck sometimes I'm just way too shy, but damn, she's so fine. What would be the point of coming out if I can't say hi? Can't just stare too long, time just flies, and before you know it, it'll be the end of the night.